0: Welcome to Expressed with Kirsten Morrison, a podcast dedicated to the revolution of the individual, fully expressed as the incredible, unique soul you are in your genius, creativity, voice, and legacy. I'm not the biggest fan of titles, but the one I've thrown in my bio is Alchemist, because I weave together human design, mindset practices, and breathwork to support you through a process of inner alchemy to become an instrument of purpose. Because it's my belief that the more of us who are lit up and thriving by sharing our sound to the collective the more harmony we'll experience together. Over eight episodes, myself and some incredible guests are going to be exploring the topics of individuality, success, growth, and authentic self-expression in the pursuit of your purpose from a seasonal approach. Because life and business comes in seasons, and it's about learning to love the one you're in. So let's dive into this season of Expressed. Welcome back to another solo episode. I'm so excited to dive into today's topic because I feel like there is so much that's actually shifting around this at the moment. It's something that I've really observed a lot in my client sessions, in my conversations with other beautiful women that I have in, you know, the entrepreneurial journey and and this space and what I'm really noticing is that we are all moving through The shadow aspects of our purpose energetics. So a lot of us, when we look at our purpose energetics in human design, which is the incarnation cross and also our conscious mercury, this gives us our purpose energetics and the gifts that we're really here to express ourselves through, but also our authentic soul message And when we kind of layer this up with the gene keys, we have these three frequencies that we move through, which is the shadow aspects or like the fear band frequencies of that particular gift. And we have the ability to embody something to move through it to the highest frequency. And what I'm really noticing is that a lot of us in the last couple of months have been traversing, traversing, um, (laughs) traversing, navigating navigating our shadow aspects of these energetics and obviously everything that we have we have the ability to move through ourselves so that we can express that into the collective as wisdom as gifts as ability to support the people that we work with and support through our unique magic that we're here to offer the world and so it's been really interesting that literally every single person that I've taken this process through of really unpacking and exploring their purpose energetics and their soul message and this came from me recently doing this for myself in my rest period as well has come from this point of like wow all of us have been navigating the shadow aspects of this recently and moving through the fear band frequencies and i think that a lot of what has kind of happened this year thus far has been that everyone has been navigating a lot of murky shadows And through that, we're setting a more powerful foundation for where we're headed. And it's almost like we're going through the valley and moving through a new entire depth of these energetics for ourselves so that we can hold an even bigger vision in the future because we're being called forward as leaders, as artists, as innovators, as creators, as, you know, mentors, coaches, whatever you might want to identify with, we're all being called forward into a much bigger space now and to have the ability to hold a much bigger vision. But with that navigating of the shadows and the fears, there's been a lot of collective doubt and contraction and scarcity and confusion. And so what I really want to share right now is that fear and doubt are not going anywhere. When we can mend our relationship to what it means to navigate these energies, I think we're going to have such a more empowered way of moving forward. What this really requires of us is to connect to our own inner authority above the chatter of the mind. Because the mind is a beautiful collator of information, it's a processor, it's a big computer, it helps us apply meaning to things and navigate different things and store memories and recall them and, you know, be able to share from that space. But our real wisdom lies within our body. And all of us, when you pull up your human design chart, we all have what's called an authority. When we can start to attune to our inner authority, we have this beautiful GPS to continue to guide us through the confusion, guide us through the shadows, guide us through the fears. And so this is what is really going to support us to move forward and navigate this in a really powerful way, is attuning to the wisdom of our inner authority, because the mind will always take us into places that aren't particularly helpful and the mind has the ability when it takes the steering wheel to guide us into somebody else's lane, someone else's property <laughs> through the front fence, like into the, into the field. So when we also operate from trying to move through the fear from the mind, this is also when we get sucked into comparison and putting our, our authority outside of ourselves. So the first step to really embracing our relationship with fear and doubt is connecting to our inner authority because it's never going to lead us astray. It's literally this little guiding force pulling us along the path to our destiny, the path to our legacy. And so there's so many different authorities in human design. So if you don't know yours, I would really encourage you to, to look that up because that's going to make all the difference in trusting yourself to navigate these fear band frequencies or navigate the shadows. Now, one of the cool things about human design is when we open up our chart, anywhere that we have that's white or open is really a a good indication of probably where our fears are going to come from and where the chatter of our inner critic is lying in our body. So, for example, I have an undefined heart. The shadow aspect of that is feeling unworthy and undervalued. I have an undefined sacral, not knowing when enough is enough. I have an undefined ajna, pretending to be certain. I have an undefined head thinking about things that don't matter. So what I've really started to realize is some of these labels that we throw on things like imposter syndrome or perfectionism and all of these different things that I think can sometimes be a little bit unhelpful because we're associating and labeling and identifying ourselves as someone with that. But what actually when we kind of look at it through an energetic lens is we're not somebody with that, we're somebody with an openness in an aspect of our chart that has probably had an experience or is currently operating in the shadow. So for me, I definitely thought for a really long time that I had to be an expert and authority and all of these things that we're told we should be online. And that was pulling my undefined Ajna who wanted to be certain into the shadows. And that is when I was, again, from the undefined heart feeling unworthy and undervalued on top of feeling like I wasn't certain enough. This is when we start to experience those things that sometimes we label. And so when we understand really where this is actually coming from and why, we can understand that the key is literally in how they're described. The not self. It's actually not us. But when we're labeling certain things, we're identifying as it is us. So when we start to look at it from a human design perspective and we navigate this from the idea that it is actually the not self, we can start to move through and relinquish some of the control that we are handing those energy centers because we're filtering it through the lens of the mind and what the mind remembers and the conditioning of the mind. But when we actually start to acknowledge that it's the not self, we can start to move forward with so much more ease. So for example, like I said, I really used to experience so much of this feeling of not knowing enough and feeling like i needing to know more and be more of an expert and more of an authority and now having this context of the not-self of the Ajna, of pretending to be certain, I now really notice that when I'm in that space of maybe I need to be more of an expert or maybe I need to know more and I need to be more detailed and da 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 da, da and some of that narrative that can come from that space, I can catch myself now and say, actually, that's not for me. And when I can feel that desire to have recognition and to feel more worthy or feel like I have to prove myself or prove that my offering is worth what I've put on the website and all these sort of things I'm like ah undefined heart that's actually not me and when we have this context of where that's coming from we can start to support ourselves with different tools whether that be mindset somatic energetic that helps us shift out of the not self into the embodiment of that center. And we can also start to understand and learn from the experiences that we're gaining in those centers. I think it's really important to understand when we pull up our chart, particularly if you have a lot of openness or a little bit of definition, whatever the combination that you have. We are not looking at the screen and thinking strengths and weaknesses. Your openness is not a weakness, Yes, there is the shadow aspect of the not self, but this is what you're here to learn and navigate. So I actually see the openness as some of our greatest sources of wisdom in this lifetime. When I explain to people the definition and the openness, I say the definition is your gifts, it's your genius, and the white is your wisdom. It's literally what you're here to learn, what you're here to teach, And then the definition becomes the foundation that you bring that to the world. So never look at your openness as your enemy. Just because you may experience the not-self, it's not you. But what you're experiencing that, you get to have an experience of it so that you can reflect your learnings back into the collective, to share with your clients, to share with the people that you come in contact with. And when we start to see the gifts in the fluidity and the ability that we have to learn in these spaces the less this shadow aspect holds power over us, the less that we start to identify with really unhelpful labels that are actually keeping us stuck in that belief system. I virtually never really experience shadow from my Ajna anymore at all because I now have such a deep understanding of that and I also understand as someone with an undefined head that a lot of what I take in really informs the openness of what's to come next. If I'm taking in unhealthy sources of inspiration, which is actually more a source of comparison, then that immediately informs my other undefined centres, you need to know more. If you did, you'd be more worthy. Then you would, you know, be able to work more. You should work more. You should definitely work more. (laughs) And so then all of a sudden I'm going into hustle mode and I'm trying to prove myself and I'm trying to be certain because I took an unhealthy source of inspiration in. Whereas when I seek healthy sources of inspiration, which for me typically comes from outside of my industry, then all of a sudden it's informing the other energy centers. Like, hey, that's a cool different way to think about that. That's a new innovative approach that you could have. I'd feel really good about that. I'd feel really confident about delivering that and I can do that in a really sustainable way that nourishes me. This is the way that I would want to work to bring that to life. So having an understanding of our openness and where our fears and doubts are coming from allows us to start to set up the environment around us to support us to shift through that and and support us to stay in the health of those centres to be able to see the wisdom that is ready to be filtered through those centers, but it also helps us recognize it as not us and develop tools to shift through when we experience ourselves in those centers. You know, one of the things for me when I hit that feeling of unworthy and undeserving from the heart center, that's when it's time for self-celebration. When I'm experiencing the pretending to be certain, which happens very little anymore since I really understood how I can really support these energy centers. But when I experience that, I'm like, no, actually, and I remind myself of how I'm here to filter information through that center and that the gift that I have to provide new ways of doing things. And reminding myself that as a 6-2 manifesto, the way that I'm going to deliver, in, you know, information is going to be in a very different way that's probably not very detailed. And instead of making myself wrong for that, suddenly I have a source of inspiration of how I want to create. This is really what informed the process for by design, my new reader training. I was like, wow, okay, how much can I make this a really beautiful, simple, easy, fun process? Rather than going into the shadow and feeling like I needed to add all the detail and the nitty gritty and all of the things because that would have been coming from the shadow, from the not self. So the more that we can understand where these fears are coming from, the less that we will unhelpfully label ourselves and the more that we're going to be able to set up the environment around us to help us stay in the health of those centers to avoid slipping into the not self but it's also going to give us specific ways that we can begin to support ourselves in those exact centers to bring us back into alignment. Now the other thing that I wanted to touch on around supporting ourselves to navigate fear. A lot of the times we talk about mindset upper limits but we very rarely talk about nervous system upper limits. The health of your life and your business and your ability to hold your vision, to hold the message that's coming through you, to be able to execute really comes from the health of your nervous system. Because your nervous system is informing the rest of you, including your brain, what you feel safe to have, to hold. It informs how visible you feel comfortable being, it informs how you speak your truth, your message. It informs you how many clients are going to attract into your space because we could say this is what I want and then your nervous system's like well I call bullshit on that because you're already maxed out now and so not only do we get to start to recognize where our fears are coming from, from the energetic space of the not-self, we also get to start to tone the nervous system and resource ourselves to be able to hold the next iteration of what we're calling in, to actually be able to hold what we're journaling and putting on paper. And so breath work and somatic exercises are really powerful for that. Another really beautiful practice to start to be able to anchor into your nervous system and anchor into a really beautiful resourced space is to find inner and external resources. And so external resources might be different things like having different rituals, time in nature, baths, all of those different things. And internal resources is finding a sense of comfortability in your body. So literally tuning into your body and thinking to yourself, okay, where in my body do I feel the most amount of spaciousness right now? Where can I connect and find just a little pocket of comfortability, a little pocket of space? And tap into that space and start to just using the breath, expand that out in the body. When we can really train ourselves to find a place of safety within the body, we remind ourselves that we have an inner anchor point always. And so yes, always doing these somatic exercises to support the regulation of the nervous system and to support the clearing of the stagnant energy that's built up in the body, but also coming back into this beautiful little point of inner resource as well to find that level of safety and anchor within your body and if you can't feel that initially that's okay it's about then gathering something outside of you like a crystal or something like that and connecting into that energy and drawing it within you so that you can then start to really understand how to find that within and it could be even somewhere like tiny like your pinky fingernail (laughs) and you just find That little point you're like, okay, there's something about this area that feels comfortable, it feels safe, it feels grounded and connecting into that part and expanding the feeling through your body, developing that sense of like, okay, I have got me, I found this little point of comfortability and really tapping into that first before you act, before you move, before you share is resourcing yourself first. And if you feel like you've hit an upper limit and there are fears and doubts in your life, really question how healthy is my nervous system right now? Do I feel overwhelmed, anxious? Do I feel like I can't sit still? Do I have like hyperactivity in my body or do I feel fatigued, numb, disassociated? These are signs of an overworked nervous system. These are signs that we've reached our upper upper limit when it comes to our nervous system And so that's calling us into some emotional regulation and nervous system regulation to actually be able to move forward past our fears, past that hesitation and that tension that's developing in our life and business so that we can reach that next level that's on the other side. Now, the other thing when we are moving through our fears is having a powerful enough why to call you forward. Although we can do the mindset work, although we can support our nervous system, Although we can understand things from a not-self perspective, at the end of the day, I wish it was easier. I wish there was something else I could tell you. But at the end of the day, you're not going to feel any different about that thing until you just do it. The confidence, the clarity, the certainty, the readiness, the belief is going to come from you doing the thing and doing it again. And doing it again and doing it again. So when we have these fears that we're moving through and we're feeling this stagnancy or lack of clarity and there's doubts coming through, we can look to our not self. We can remind ourselves it's not us. We can support ourselves in that way. We can do some belief work. We can do some mindset work. We can support our nervous system to prepare ourselves to take that next step but we still have to take that next step and when we don't have a powerful enough why it's going to be really challenging to take that step so this is where you know I mentioned at the start tapping into your purpose energetics your incarnation cross in human design but also your conscious mercury your soul message is going to give you some clues to what is the why that was on your soul because your why had a mission and a message before your mind did, before the world told you. And sometimes we cannot get that clarity by brainstorming things out on paper because again, it's coming from the mind. We're still on that level operating from some sense of conditioning. So when we can start to gather the evidence from our soul, we can start to gather a big enough why that's gonna pull us through the fear band frequencies, that's gonna help us, you know, step up into this highest frequency that we are really here to embody and share. So finding your why, remembering your why, reconnecting to your why. This is a process that I've just taken myself through in this rest period. was like, I feel like I'd outgrown my why. I feel like I need a deeper why. And so exploring these elements in my chart gave me this depth of like, whoa, okay, here's the clarity. Here's what I'm here to do. And The way that I choose to execute those energetics may change a million times over. But it was the true source of the why. And that is always going to support you to move forward into that next evolution of yourself is because when you have a powerful enough why, nothing can stop you. Nothing is holding you back. Nothing is changing your mind. You are going for it. So if you feel like no matter what, the fear is holding you back. I would really invite you to check in. Is my why big enough to pull me over this rushing river? (laughs) Is it enough to help me take that leap? And so the last thing that I really want to say around that is sometimes we do need a little bit of evidence to provide the mind that we can do it. That when we have that why, we can do it. And this is where I take my clients through a process called the portfolio of proof And this is where you write a list of all of the wins and and things that you've achieved in your life. Write them all down, like literally as many as you can remember from birth to now. And then on the next sheet of paper, write down all of the ways that you are wildly capable because something that you didn't know how to do, you know now. So what did you not know how to do, but you do now and you figured it out? Here's a hint. It's literally every single thing in your whole life from walking and moving and crawling eating, driving, paying taxes, me doing a podcast right now, all of these things are things we didn't know how to do. So we have a 100% figure out rate. Everything that we have ever done is figure outable, and everything we will continue to do will be the same. So not only have we probably been sitting on this pile of wins and achievements that we've overlooked and we forgot what a badass we are, we forgot how capable we are. And so the last thing is really starting to look at what are the things that you have had challenges around and how have you moved through that? What is the lesson you gained from the challenges? Because then you start to see that no matter what challenges arise from you stepping through your fears, you're going to learn something anyway and make a plan for failure. Literally make a plan for what is going to happen if your worst case scenario happened. What would you do? Because again, you'd be able to figure it out. But I also want you to have a look at plan for success, plan for if your wildest fucking dreams came true, what would you do then? (laughs) Because sometimes we're just as afraid of success as we are of failure. So set yourself up for both that you know that you are 100% capable regardless of the outcome and that you're going to learn something beautiful along the way and that you're wildly capable and that you've already achieved so many different things. Now, there's a scene in The Matrix that I absolutely love, and this is the energy to embody when you're moving through your fears. There's a scene where Neo finally accepts his gifts as the one. Previous to that, he'd gone to the Oracle and he said, you know, am I the one? And she basically said, if you're the one, you have to believe that you're the one. Do you believe that you're the one? And he was like, not really. Not really. And she was like, okay, great, you're not the one. And so the lesson in that is if you don't believe that you are the one, if you don't believe in your offerings, if you don't believe in what you're doing, and so it is. And so when he finally, in one of those last scenes of that first movie, when he finally stood up to the agents and said, no more, I am the one. And he landed in this space of decisiveness of I am the one. And there's this amazing scene where he holds his hands up and stops all of the bullets because he's managed to master the decisiveness and activate his gifts from a space of decisiveness. Now, often we get decisive when we hit a rock bottom. You don't need to hit rock bottom to tap into that level of decisiveness, And this is the gift of human design, is it gives you the keys to this level of decisiveness. But you can decide right here, right now, today, that I am not going to let fear stop me, that I am the one, that I am the one that can execute this, that I can do this. I can look at my portfolio of proof as evidence, and I can remind myself in this moment that no matter what, I'm going to find a way, that no matter what, I'm going to learn something, that no matter what... I'm still going to step forward past the fear because my why is big enough and I have the proof that I can and I have my unique energetic gifts to back me and nothing is going to stand in my way. Tap into your neo moment. Decide today that you are the one, that nobody else can do what you can do. And that you're going to make that commitment to bring your genius to life, bring your genius into the world. That you're not going to let fear and doubt stop you because no matter what, they're always going to be a part of the journey. New level, new devil. Every single time you reach that point where your comfort zone has hit the end of the road and you step into a new space, fear and doubt are going to come up. So if you're waiting for fear and doubt to disappear, you're going to be waiting a long time. So instead of waiting for them to disappear, recognize where they're coming from, know your open energy centers and what is actually transpiring through these spaces, learn to embrace the wisdom that is available to you from those spaces and the learnings that you're navigating through those spaces, set your environment up to support the health of those energy centers and start to gather tools that you can use to support yourself when you hit that not-self and processes you can take yourself to transverse that, resource your nervous system, tap into your inner anchor, build the portfolio of proof, and give yourself your fucking neo moment. Step into that level of decisiveness and step through the fear.